Hello everyone, it's Tara, a.k.a. The Odd Witch, and uh, I'm going to bring it back to the past a little bit. You see, my first online uh, course that I ever did was called Kinky Smart, and this was an online course to help adults, couples, uh, enter into the world of kink and BDSM. Yes, that's what I used to teach. It's, it's still available, it's still around, I just don't promote it as much. If you are curious and would like to take the course, just shoot me an email at tara at theoddwitch.com. That's T-A-R-A at theoddwitch.com. And um, I'll send you a link and you can absolutely join and take the course. But anywho, one of the things I did was I interviewed a couple people who happened to live a kink lifestyle. And to this day, I still get requests for those interviews. They were hugely popular. So, I thought I'd play them for you again here. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Hi, I'm Tara Schaefer author, entrepreneur, coffee lover, and your host of the Bad at Love podcast, where we talk about all the ways that I have screwed up at love and relationships, and some good stuff I've learned along the way. It's time to get honest and real about love, sex, relationships, and even some taboo stuff like kink and BDSM. So if you want to learn what not to do, tune in, because I am bad at love. Hello everyone, it's me again, Tara Schaefer, back for another episode of the Bad at Love podcast. In uh, this episode, it's titled, Everyone is Kinky. Now, take a listen. Is this what you think of when you hear kinky? If so, you are not alone. With the help of Hollywood and our imaginations, most of us think of some sort of extreme version of what it means to be kinky. But here's the thing. Everyone's kinky. Yes, that means you. Everyone is kinky. Now, before you start saying, no, 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 not me, or perhaps you're shaking your head yes right now with a big Cheshire cat grin, let me explain what I mean when I say everyone is kinky. Simply put, kink is subjective. Everyone has their own idea of what kink is or isn't, what's freaky or not freaky, what's weird or not weird. So it's safe to say that something you might think is kinky can be perfectly normal to someone else. Or even the other way around, something you think is normal could make someone else give you a sidelong glance while raising an eyebrow to show disapproval. Thinking you aren't kinky is like thinking you don't have an accent. You do have an accent. It's only noticeable depending on your geographic location. I once had a friend from Ohio that moved uh, into the Deep South, and after being there for a few years, he naturally started picking up more of a Southern accent. 
And when I would point this out to him, he would always curl up his nose a bit and say, I do not have an accent. It always kind of made me giggle a little. Anyhow, back to being kinky. So, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, kinky means involving or given to unusual sexual behavior. But everyone has a different idea of what unusual behavior is. Okay, so maybe we should be talking about what usual sexual behavior is instead of unusual. Anyhow, I decided for this subject to interview some people on the topic. I'll be doing a few episodes on Everyone is Kinky, so be sure to look for future episodes with more interviews. Or better yet, if you would like to be considered for an interview, you can email me at tara at sheerfetish.com. That's T-A-R-A at sheerfetish.com. Okay, without further ado, here is the first interview with my good friend Luna. Enjoy. Um, hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. I'm here with my good friend, Luna, and she has graciously agreed to answer a few questions about kink, kinkiness, and um, having small kids in the house when all this happens. So hi, Luna. Thanks for being here. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so my first question is, what is your definition of kink? My personal definition, I feel like it would be, God, that's tough. Someone that you can be with fully and trust to be able to explore all of the things that in your past relationships you've been embarrassed to talk about, embarrassed to experiment with. Um so it's kink having like a fully open relationship. Yes. Kink to me, I feel is just basically all about trust and finding that person that you can have that with. Cause it's not always just about like whips and chains and handcuffs. It's no, there's more of an intimacy to it. Okay. So more of a closeness. Yes. So obviously you would say that you and your current relationship are kinky. Yes. And oh, big shout out. Um, uh, Luna just got married. So congratulations to you <laughs> and your husband. <laughs> so what a lot of times when people hear kink, they just automatically think of this like huge extreme version. Yes. So what is it in your relationship that you think other people would think is kinky? Um, I would say like. A lot of people, when we talk about our sex lives with other people, it's, they're shocked because sometimes we'll explain to them like, yeah, we do, you know, role playing, we do tying up, we do this, we have shower sex, you know, we do things in different areas in the house. Um, it's all about just keeping your relationship alive. Okay. And what works for you. And a lot of people see that as kinky. Um, to me, it's not. It's just trying to be on that level with your partner. 
I like that. Be on that level. Yes. So what do you think have been some benefits for you personally with experimenting with kink in your relationship, air quotes, kink, and also in your relationship? Um, Beneficial for me personally, I would say it opens up a whole new level of trust, um, communication. A lot of partners don't want to communicate because they're embarrassed or don't want to talk about these things because it's taboo. And that's like the number one problem I found with these people that want to experiment with this stuff. They don't know how to talk about it and address it to their partner. I agree completely. So important. You have to do that because once you do, it opens up a floodgate of wonderful fantasy. <laughs> it really does. And well, as too, I think even, even if you're not adding kink, just being able to communicate with your partner. Yes. And as far as the relationship wise, I mean, it's basically the same thing. It's you both get to find out things about each other that you never knew. Now, do you find out things about yourself too that kind of surprise you? Yes, actually. I've, I've tried some things that I have never tried before that I found out I like. And that's what the biggest key is, is just all about communication. And I think that's where people mistake kink. Like I said, they always think it's like this weird taboo stuff. And it's not, it's mostly just about communication because everybody deep down inside has something they're curious about, but they're too afraid to talk about. I absolutely 100% agree. Hence this entire podcast episode that everybody's kinky. (laughs) So moving along, um, I know you have two small children in the house. Yes. And uh, you mentioned just a few minutes ago that you guys do get into some role play and bondage and things like that. So how do you, I don't want to say hide this, but you know, what if your small kids find something? <laughs> like how, how do you deal with it with small well, kids? Well, that's in the, house? the hardest part is trying to, keep everything alive, but at the same time being parent-friendly. For every parent out there, of course, you have to keep everything in a safe, locked-up spot. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And as far as keeping it alive, it can be little things. And a lot of people will look down on this, but I don't see why it's a problem. Little things like if your kids are distracted or napping or playing sneak into the laundry room for a quickie you know sneak upstairs oh I gotta put these clothes away real quick have a quickie (laughs) you know it's not always going to be as intense and wonderful as when they're in bed but you have to keep that alive or even things like if one of you is cooking you walk past grab their butt and kiss their neck you know that's still kink it's keeping that alive all the little things, yeah. All the little things. I think and it's it important to. Children. Yes, <laughs> and I, I think it's important to note too that so many people they're like, well, yeah, you should do that in every relationship. But I find that people who happen to 
be in a quote unquote kinky relationship tend to be more open to it and actually do it. Yes. I feel like they communicate more. Yes, definitely. What are, what are some of the ways that you have communicated to your new husband? I just love saying that about things that you might want to try that you might be a little nervous about telling him. Um, you know, it, I've learned in my past relationships because it was always kind of hard, just like I feel like it is for everybody. When you have kinky things going on, like how do you keep things alive and going? And So... It's not difficult, but it is possible. It's for any parent out there, you know, with kids, you can still be kinky and have that lifestyle and not even necessarily keep it all hidden. Like, of course, keep all your toys and things like that hidden. Sure. Especially if you have older kids that can go through your rooms and things. Right. (laughs) More or less, like, you can still keep that alive by if they're napping or distracted, sneak away for a minute. Even even if you don't have sex, it doesn't have to be just sex. You can sneak away for a minute and just make out. I think that's a good point because a lot of people think that it's always just about sex. Yes. And it's not. not In in my head, like- You could still be affectionate in front of your children, but in an appropriate way. But if you need that minute, a couple minutes to sneak away and just like, appreciate each other yes and then you can go back to your normal lives and save it for later when they're asleep it's very doable I think too a lot of times um you know guys always hear the thing like oh foreplay 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 and and they think it's they don't realize that for women that plays all day it is all those little things all those little touches you know yes it is just a simple kiss on the neck a kiss on the cheek yes you know, yeah. just as you're walking past them, just rub them a little bit, you know, and then go. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what keeps it alive. Now, have you, how, how do you communicate with your new husband that there might be something you feel a little embarrassed to bring up? Like, do it's you text him, do you write him, or do you just blurt it out? Time. It's taking me a long time to fully be open about the things that I'm into because I have been in relationships where it was, I would say something to someone and they'd be like, Oh, that's weird. You're weird. I'm not doing that. Um, but I've learned, you know, it's whatever works for you. For me personally, I'm a straight two girl. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I like. I'm going to tell you how to do it. And if you're not into it, that's okay. Um, I think that's the key. A lot of people, you know, are still exploring this and learning about it and they're still kind of embarrassed. So I know for me personally, in the beginning, I would just do things like send a text, right? Even like write it on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and give it to him or, you know, things like that, because it, it is hard for some people to open up about that, especially when they're first initially starting out yeah um but I mean me personally no I'm just like this is what I'm into and if you like it cool if you don't cool 
Well, I, I think you touched on a really good point. I think what happens a lot of times is people will mention to their partner that they want to try something. And if their partner's yeah. not into it, even at first, or if they're a little shocked, mm -hmm. they immediately withdraw them. And they're like, well, I'm not mentioning anything else. Anything else. Exactly. Yeah. It pulls you away from that whole side that you want to explore. Yeah. You got to keep finding something that works for both of you. For both of you. Exactly. Not everyone's going to be into the same things that you no. are all the time. I mean, and you know, we've, we've discovered that too. Like there's some things he's into that aren't really my thing. And there's some things I'm into that aren't really his thing. And that's why you have to communicate because you can find things where it works for both of you. I agree. Now, I'm going to touch on a little touchy subject here. Uh, you okay. have, uh, well, I've known you for a very long time, first off. And uh, you, Luna, have um, let me in on how you experienced uh, big trauma in your life. Yes. And I, I will let you say it if you would like to say it. And I would like to know if this open communication and this type of relationship has helped you to deal with that or cope with that in any way. So... In my past, I had been previously um, raped and also molested by a few different people, some of which were family members and things like that. And, you know, it, it, it was a traumatizing time, of course, but I've, you know, I've learned to deal with it and accept it for what it is. And one of the greatest things I've learned about this kind of lifestyle is me personally, I'm a sub and the sub, most people don't realize this has the ultimate control mm -hmm. and it gave me a sense of control because even though I have a dom telling me do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. If I'm uncomfortable, I'm in control and I can make it stop. So it gave me that sense of power back. And it's helped me through that because of that. I think that's and such an important thing too. It's very important because, and that's what I mean, especially with the new people starting out in this kind of lifestyle, they always think like, oh, the sub's like treated like a slave and this and that and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. The no. sub has ultimate control and power over every decision. And well, that's where your communication comes in, because it's important for the sub to communicate to the dom, this is what I'm comfortable with, this is what I'm not comfortable with. Sure. And therefore, you have to, you have to really stop and look inside yourself, like, what is it that I really like? What do it I want to try? It is the ultimate trust that you can give someone to basically yes. do whatever they want to you, and trusting that you're going to allow them to do that. Yes. And that's why I think it is such a powerful bond between another, you know, two people because it's, it's intense. Well, if you think and about it in any relationship, there's always a more dominant person and a more submissive person, usually, yes. usually. And so it just makes sense to kind of carry that into the bedroom. Yes. And interestingly enough, a lot of people who, yeah. 
And a lot of people who are submissive in the bedroom are actually dominant in their day-to-day lives, which I find yes. fascinating. Which <laughs> is my case. <laughs> yes. But like you said, they're the ones in control. So it makes sense. They are. It, it makes total sense. Now, what, what is your one piece of advice to people who are curious about this, whether they're in a relationship or not, just curious in general? What, what do you suggest they, they do? I suggest that if you are really happy with the person you're with, that you just have to communicate with them. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. And if they're not into it, they're not into it. But it's worth giving it a shot because you never know. Then they might start opening up to you because don't tell me they don't have something in the back of their head. They do. They've been (laughs) curious about that maybe you could be into as well. You just, you have to communicate with your partner. I know sometimes it it's embarrassing and it's, you know, cause some people got a lot of weird kinks and that's okay, but that's what makes the world go round. And that's how people find each other. Like I said, it's not going to be for everybody. No. But you never know until you try. And you have to. I agree. What's the point? (laughs) Make it fun, right? (laughs) Exactly. You only live once. You might as well try. Oh, your little ones are awake. So thank you so much for this interview. And uh, I appreciate your time and sharing with us. And maybe we'll do a future interview again. Yeah, absolutely. Bye, Luna. Bye. Thank you. Wow, that was a fun little interview I just did. I first off would like to say thank you to Luna for taking the time out of her busy day to have that nice little chat with me. And lastly, I would like to thank you for listening to the Bad at Love podcast. See you next time.